0: Everybody. Happy Mother's Day to you all. Happy Mother's Day to you all that are uh, in the room and that are also online today. Um, and we say good morning to, um, to all the moms and moms type people in the room. Whether you are celebrating today, uh, we celebrate with you. Uh, whether you are a potential mom, we celebrate with you. And today, um, if you're in this place, maybe today Mother's Day is a day of, of longing of missing someone, of missing your mom. Or maybe it's a day where you are remembering a loss in your life. Maybe it's a day that you are um, thinking about, wondering what the future might hold for you. Just know uh, we're with you. We're with you in all those places. Uh, this isn 't a place where you have to fake and pretend that you 're happy, but just know that we 're with you we 're next to you we 're arm in arm with you because as uh, a people who are looking to follow Christ and be transformed, we know that we 're with one another in the celebrations and in the moments that are difficult. So just know that we 're with you and if you need someone to talk to today, uh, there are people here that would love to talk with you. So we bless you whether you are celebrating from the mountaintops. Or wandering in the valleys, we're with you today. So we say good morning to everyone. And so if you're home today, uh, we're going to be having a a day of celebration of baby dedications, uh, as well as communion. And so if you haven't had a chance to uh, get your elements at home, uh, we want to invite you to do that now, whether it's bread or crackers or tortillas, whatever you have, we'll be receiving communion together and so we say good morning.
1: So friends, um, we're going to invite you to stand with us and our communion servers will come up and um, they're going to, yeah, that's a cord for the computer. For a computer, exactly. But that will be able to put scriptures up and people can read scriptures and songs, all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah, and maybe, would you like to serve communion with Pastor Scott today? Would that be awesome? No. (laughs) Well, and there you go.
2: Thanks. I kind of had a feeling that was about to happen to me.
1: So, friends, together, if you are unable to come forward and you'd like to serve your own communion, you're free to go ahead and, and get the communion from the back. But if you're able to come up. Our communion servers are here to serve you. Amen? Because sometimes it's just really good to look into the eyes of people. We need, a, we need an engagement. This is called a social synapse. And so that means like the good things that are happening in Scott when he's engaging with me, that I can give that back to him, you know? It's an old hymn that says, Turn your eyes upon Jesus and look full in his wonderful face, and the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of God's glory and grace. There's something about looking into the eyes of the ones that actually give us grace and peace and care. And so if you'd like to be served and let someone just look at you today, and say, may God bless you as Christ is formed in you. That would be a gift. We have no idea how healing it can be to be with people who are prepared to look you in the eye and bless you. So feel free to come and receive communion. And so in the words that Jesus gave us on the night that he sat with his friends, all the imperfect humans that were around the table, Jesus took bread and broke it and said take this all of you my body is given for you broken for you and for all people and every time you come together do this in remembrance of me So we'll receive this bread in remembrance of you today, Jesus. And you may even want to say with me, Jesus, we remember you. And after supper was ended, Jesus lifted up the cup and said, take this, all of you, and drink. This is the cup of the new covenant. My lifeblood will be poured out for you and for all people so that sins are forgiven and every time you come, every time you drink, remember me and so Jesus together we say Jesus we remember you and so for all the prayers that will be prayed, whether at the prayer board or or the light wall or in taking communion we pray that each of us would see you remembering us also, Jesus. Amen. You're welcome to come. And so I want to invite our babies and their families and friends to come on up. We're going we're gonna to see where we can go. I mean, I would love for it to be up here so everyone can see the cuteness. It doesn't get much cuter than this day every year. And those other days. So come right on up. Yes, please. And you can bring grandmas and grandpas and godparents and friends. Like, maybe the entire church should come up on the platform. I don't know. <laughs> but let's, let's come on up. What a gift. You guys all want to welcome these babies by, like, isn't he lovely? Something like that, right? Yeah? Can we do that? Oh, come on. Come on, Stevie. We know you got it. Here we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh. So sweet. So wonderful. Hallelujah. If you ever want to say hallelujah in church, it's a day like this. Hallelujah. Right? There's hope. There's hope when there's little people that are actually going to be here after us to bring the goodness of God. Yes. Yes, Owen. Oh. And we have dresses. Oh, and did I hear something about this dress? Yeah. Would you tell everybody in the microphone why you're here for this, with this, this beautiful part of the family history? Come on, Jacqueline. It's so great.
3: Okay.
1: <laughs> so choir mic. Yes. Yes.
3: We chose to dress Owen in this baptismal gown because I was baptized in it and my family was baptized. All right, all right. And and my mom made it. it, it. Oh. Never mind.
1: (laughs) I just want to apologize to my son who's baptizing his son today. I got yours at Kmart. Nobody sewed it, but you understand, right? (laughs) And so we realized can you just face the babies toward all of us? And I I hope somebody will take a picture because this beauty is unsurpassed, right, Chloe? Yeah, it's so great. I asked Chloe's mom if she would help with prayers of the people today, and she's like, nope, it's Chloe's day.
2: There you go. Isn't that great? I just love
1: it. And so we know these these beautiful, precious, hot from the hand of God people who remind us that God is love and that God is hope. God is faith. God sees that even better things can happen from here. Amen? That there is something that you will deposit, aunts and uncles, grandmas and grandpas, daddies and mamas, brothers and sisters, that there is something you're depositing, and the composite of this child has all the best of you, yeah. and in Jesus' name, not the other stuff. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Right? That's what we're working on. Yeah. So together, what we believe is, uh, as Jesus was dedicated in the temple, and Simeon prophesied over her and just said, "Now I can die because Jesus is here," over, right? Over him. Yes.
2: You said her. Oh, well, actually, it was
1: over Mary because right, then he said right, the sword yeah. will pierce your heart. But
2: you were talking about Jesus being yes, dedicated. But, so. but
1: at that point in their lives, <laughs> Mary and Jesus didn't even know they were separate. It's like babies still think <laughs> they belong editor, to the one body. My, nobody wants to watch this. <laughs> are you guys enjoying this? This, this, was, 42 this is 42 exactly years and counting. yes how this yeah. works. And the beauty of it all, friends, really is true, is that you have been one with this little person that God has brought to the earth. And so can we all just say thanks be to God? Thanks be to God. God. And so we, as we've learned in the Bible uh, from Hannah, when she dedicated Samuel and Jesus being dedicated we, we practice dedication for little people. And, um, and so we pray along with you as the body of Christ. We want to support the families who intend to let their children know God's love. So we are here. Can you all just like give them a hug like this and yes. say we are here? We are here. We are here. Yes. Amen. And so let's, let's have our parents pray first. And we will hold you in God's presence. And Don, do we have a prayer for? A? Beautiful. Thank you. Can you all see that? You, you guys, the parents you see, can it? see it. Yes. This
2: way or behind you. Okay. If you can't see it, well, behind
1: us. Beautiful. Parents. Almighty, Almighty God, God,
2: give us the spirit
1: to love, nurture, and, and, and teach, teach these, these children, children to know you. And receive Receive your your love love all the days days of their lives. Give give us us your your compassionate spirit, one one that is is always always ready ready to offer a soothing word and a healing healing touch. touch. Give us your courageous spirit, one that is not afraid to speak out on behalf of children. Forgive us us when when we forget forget they have have no no voice voice but ours ours in the world. Give us your joyous spirit and and forgive forgive us when when life's worries keep us from fully enjoying the beauty beauty. of your creation. We welcome welcome spiritual spiritual responsibility and and dedicate these these child back back to you. you. So maybe you even want to hold your child as our pastors come and bring this anointing oil and will you all as a congregation please just reach your hands out we hold these little ones in your loving presence, God, knowing that the angel of the Lord encamps around those who revere you, who look to you, the helper and the lifter of our countenance, that all the days of their life they will be held by you. They can't flee from your presence if they ascend to the heights there you If they make their bed in the depths, there you are. And so, God, may they know the loving kindness of God. That fear would not lead them, but love would lead them. All the days of their journey.
2: to create a space that as long as these children are in this space this place God that they would know that they are cared for that they're protected that they're prayed for that they're loved and that we are praying for your absolute best for their lives
1: And we speak purpose over them and agree with the purpose of heaven on each of their lives. That they would live out their sealed orders made in your image and likeness. That they would never wonder, they would never fear why they're here, but know that they are held in the purpose of God. And so we've anointed them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And together as a congregation, we pray. We, as a a church, church, accept the responsibility to make make your church church a safe place place for children. children. A A place where where children are celebrated, protected, and and loved. A a place place where where God's God's image will not not be distorted. distorted. A place place where where the the truth truth of God God and the love of God is found through us. In the the name name of Jesus Jesus we pray. Amen. All
3: right. well welcome to Crossroads. And we just wanted to highlight with that little video there, um, our upcoming motions of the soul, I Enneagram motions of the soul training that is coming up. And this is something we do every, twice a year, every June, every January. And if you didn't know, uh, Claire is an accredited... Enneagram teacher. She teaches this course that builds in a, like towards your accreditation um, for the International Enneagram Su- Association. Um, but I think this video is powerful because I saw so many faces of people I love. And for many of you, you saw at least one face of a person you loved who has become a more loving person through taking this four-day mm-hmm. course. And so we want you to be aware that this is something that develops the people who do ministry here And it's something that trains leaders in several countries twice a year. It takes place in this building um, and is a powerful part of the ministry of Crossroads through Pastor Claire and Pastor Scott. So the next one is June 6th through 9th. You are invited if you want to come or talk to a pastor about what this training means. Um, We are so excited for the work and the love that will come out of this space. Yes, it,
4: it is great training. I can attest to that. I've been... Well, five times, because, you know, I'm a, I, I'm a slow learner, so I keep going back, and they, they, they let me, so I, I think it's a, great, it's a great training. So welcome. If today's your first day here at Crossroads, we're so blessed to have you here. I see some new faces um, and so if you're new and you are interested in learning a little bit more about Crossroads, we'd love for you to come on over to the next steps after service. We have Beth over there. We have a free gift for you. And if you have any questions, we'd love to answer those for you. Um, if you're in, not in the room. You can just scan that QR code, or if you are in the room, you can scan that QR code. Um, but you can find uh, Next Steps on our website. Always find information on our website if you have any questions. And reach out, because we're always here and would love to connect with you. Well, not always, but...
0: I mean, <laughs> well, we're, always here, there, but we're, we're always here, but we're
4: always somewhere. somewhere. We're, a- we're always available. <laughs> How about that? I happen to be one of those people that is on that, you know,
3: that line that rings anytime, day or night, for
4: emergencies.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and we wanted to let you know that the middle schoolers are going to be having another hangout on May 19th. If you have a middle schooler or are a middle schooler, this is an awesome chance to get together in the student stadium right over there, um, hang out, and be together, Um, and Pastor Sean is the special guest. So
4: that's a good time. He always has something good to say. Yes, yes, he does. (laughs) Um, And then also, we want to tell you, uh, graduation Sunday is coming up. This is the season that people are graduating. We got seniors graduating from high school. We got college graduates graduating from grad school, and nurses graduating. So. So if you are a graduate, we want to celebrate with you. We want to be there with you, surround you, and pray a blessing over you for your future. So um, we do need you to sign up, though. If you're a graduate or you know a graduate, please sign up because we have a special day planned for graduation Sunday, which is May 21st.
3: Next Sunday. Is that next Sunday? Yeah. So Whoa, this month is going to Maybe so pull fast. up the registration right now, if that's you.
4: Yes. <laughs> Go run to the next steps or get on our <laughs> website right now and sign up.
3: All right, and that's okay. what's happening at Crossroads. That's what's
1: happening. Well, thank you. And can you guys say thank you to Hannah and Kathleen for keeping yeah. us straight? That happens in more places than you can imagine. So, well, hey, um, I said to Scott, so am I going watch, first or watch, are you going watch first? Yourself. Oh, there, thank you. And he said, you are. And I said, it's Mother's Day. Why am I working so hard today? <laughs>
2: I think because you didn't trust me to do this on my own. Oh. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> if anybody could be trusted to talk about fabulous females, it would be you.
2: Well, I, I am surrounded, and that's the kind of story of my life.
1: Good. An- everybody say, good yes. answer, Scott. Yes. Good answer. Good answer.
2: But you can stay up here. <laughs>
1: So, Fabulous Females, we, um, we were talking about, you know, the, the, um, the reality of how uh, Mother's Day feels for so many people, and, um, and Scott, who did you say are the only people that are really making out on Mother's Day?
2: Oh, C's Candy and uh, Hallmark. There's probably a couple of others. Just think about, it. I mean, talk about being in the sweet spot, no pun intended, but anyway... That's just, that is the spot to be in for Mother's Day. But Mother's Day or Father's Day is full of a lot of story, right?
1: A lot um, of story, and we so. have so many stories, each of us. Um, you know, I, I actually wrote today on my Facebook post, uh, for any friends who are feeling a bit sad, mad, um, crappy, or verklempt on this day, I'm sending my love and a little wit from Anne, Lam, Anne Lamott and some musings from the sacred text. Anne Lamott said, But my main gripe about Mother's Day is that it feels incomplete and imprecise. The main thing that ever helped mothers was other people mothering them, including aunties and brothers and a chain of mothering that keeps the whole shebang afloat. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, what I, what I realize... Um, you know, I, uh, many of you know some of my story, but um, my mom was sick most of my childhood, and my dad was my mother. And so there was that part of the reality of my growing up that, um, that, you know, later on in my life when I was an adult, my mom and I were able to do some relating that was really blessed and graced. Um, but in those young years, it was, it was my dad who was my mother so that you know. And then my older sisters, and there was, when our house burnt down, there was a lady down the street. She wasn't really my aunt, um, but we called her Aunt Gwen, and she was the one who came down to get me while my house was burning down to come take me to her home. And I will never forget Aunt Gwen. That wasn't my real aunt, but was my mother in that moment. And I think about um, when I went to Jacques's mom, who was his grandma's uh, celebration of life service, and all the people who said your, your grandma was their mother. Like, I can't even count how many people who said your grandma was their mother. And she was like the town grandma in, uh, you know, in Albion. And I thought, you know, this is right, friends. It does not take a village. It takes more than a village. It takes a whole group of humans who just say, wow, we, we just need one another but we want to celebrate some fabulous females today. And I think you want to start with uh, a lady named...
2: Yeah, so Phoebe. Phoebe, if you're unfamiliar with Phoebe, the Apostle Paul in Romans 16 says this. He says, I commend you, commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant, some translations the word deacon is inserted there, of the church in Chentria. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people, And to give her any help she may need from you, for she has been the benefactor of many people, including me, the Apostle Paul says. Now, it's interesting, this word benefactor, that's like uh, the same word uh, is translated also helper. Some other translations, what Paul is saying here is one who stands before, front rank, leader, chief, protector, Champion,
1: those Phoebe, are good words, right? Go turn to the woman awesome next words. to you and tell her what she is champion,
2: yes. protector, right? Yeah, so Phoebe, also, uh, the word benefactor here. Uh, as we know, any of you that have gone on vacation to Peoria or wherever you go on vacation, <laughs> um, you know, it costs money, right? You're traveling around, and Jesus, and then in the early days of the church and the church all throughout history, even to this day requires funding and requires resources, right? And Phoebe uh, was a funder of the early church. She was a benefactor. Paul uses similar language that he uses to refer to himself in other places. Where he calls her a deacon, really what he's saying is she's a servant leader of the church. Paul is identifying with her in the work that he does, and he's commending her to the early church In a similar way, saying, she has these valuable assets. Make sure you give her all the support you can. It's a beautiful, Mm. beautiful picture of provision and of servanthood and leadership.
1: So let's hear it for Phoebe. Yeah? Oh, you've all benefited from Phoebe, whether you know it or not, Mm -hmm. right? So, And then there's Priscilla and Aquila. Some places she's called Prisca. In the times that both Priscilla and Aquila are mentioned in the Bible, sometimes Aquila is first, but mostly Priscilla. We don't know why exactly. Um, When Scott and I were sent out and commissioned from the church where we were on staff in Detroit, they actually um, spoke a word over us that we would be an Aquila-Priscilla-type model for the kingdom of God, that we would work together alongside, and sometimes Aquila would have to go first, and sometimes Priscilla would have to go first. But I love what Paul says in Romans 16 here. He says, Greet Prisca and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. Can you say it with me? Who Who risk their their necks. necks. Isn't that a great line? How many of you have ever known someone who would risk their neck for you? Mm -hmm. And when you know they will risk their neck, man, you are like, these are my peeps. Mm -hmm. So watch out for them, right? They risk their necks for my life. To whom only I give thanks Uh, but all the churches of the Gentiles give thanks. So it's like they were the reason the Gentiles were receiving the good news of the love of Christ. So let's hear it for Prisca, Priscilla, (laughs) and her ability to walk with Aquila. Beautiful. Aquila, Priscilla. What do you think? Jacqueo, you know I want you to write a rap, right? Uh Uh-huh.
2: Another beautiful example uh, of showing us the spirit of motherhood is Coretta Scott King. Courageous, loyal, humble leader, right? She was the one that would found the King Center. And it was in the midst of actually her early childhood. She actually, at one point in her life, said, Before I was a king, I was a Scot. And she talks about how her father and mother imparted so much faith and and courage into her life, Mm -hmm. and she recounts having a fire at their home when she was a small child, and the response of her mom and dad had a marked effect on her that would obviously last and carry her into the future when she would marry Martin. Someone Claire and I know uh, years ago was... uh, in a situation when it was over, a relational situation or several relational situations. And when it was over, felt this was really struggling with wanting to retaliate in a, in a harsh manner that they were just having a hard time because of abuse that had happened in their life. And this person had gone to one of Coretta Scott King's quotes and, and how she had said, um, if we live by an eye for an eye, the whole world will be blind, which really wasn't her quote, but she was reutilizing it. She was living it. Her husband used it, and it helped this person stay out of a reaction that they know would have not been good for their future. Mm. She said this. She said, marrying Martin in the movement perfected my journey of discovery, soothed my yearning to pour out the values and vision within my soul, the bombings, the murders, even the assassination of my husband, only intensified my devotion and solidified my resolve that God had allowed me to be born at the right time in history. Ooh. A time when the spirit tracked down the willing, empowered the waiting, and magnified human outcomes far above what finite minds could conceive. Wow. Yeah, now let's hear it for a Scott female. King.
4: Deborah,
1: who was, uh, her story is written in Judges 4 and 5. She was a judge, a prophet, a psalmist, a military leader. And one of the things she wrote in one of the psalms was that when bad things happened, she arose as a mother in Israel. And I love that. Like, that's the kind of mother I want rising up, right? So here's what happened with her. She didn't rise up as a person who wanted to do evil. She rose up with the heart of one who was judicious, one who was able to, uh, you know, to function in ways that actually she could find a way to divide and get everyone equality. She lived justice. And so at a time, and the only judge in Israel, um, we just want to say Deborah paved the way for us to see That there is a spirit that makes someone a trustworthy leader. And it is not that she was a biological mom. We don't even have any proof of that. But that she arose with a mother's heart. And I just love that. Thanks be to God for Deborah. Give her a shout. Deborah. Oh, come on. You could do better than that.
4: Woo!
2: Some of you might remember from a few weeks ago, we talked about a person named Henrietta Mears. She was referred to as the teacher, and some would say Henrietta Mears maybe had more impact on Christianity than most people in the 20th century. It was Henrietta Mears heading up youth ministries and a children's church worker that would mentor and disciple some of the most influential Christians of last century, and some of them still alive today. It would be Henrietta Mears that would mentor and influence uh, Vonette and Bill Bright, the the founders and leaders of Campus Crusade for Christ. It would be Henrietta Mears that would mentor Jim Rayburn, who would found Young Life, another campus ministry found all around the world. She would mentor and influence a guy named Louis Evans, who would found a church called Bel Air Church, Where Nancy and Ronald Reagan would attend while he was pastoring. And then later, even through this day, that church has huge influence on many world influencing people. And of course, she was a mentor that Billy Graham spoke about often, that Henrietta Mears had a huge impact on her life and the way she approached sharing her faith with her students. And with anyone she came into contact with. Yeah,
1: so if you're not teaching Sunday school, sign up today. (laughs)
2: Let's hear it for (laughs) Henrietta Mears. Yeah.
1: We want to talk about Jane White for a minute. We were actually here um, for the day that she received the award from the United Nations uh, as a person who had regularly worked on human rights throughout her life. Our dear friend, our mentor in all things anti-human trafficking, Jane White left this world, and she left Michigan in a condition where there are over 130 agencies that were trained to do the work of anti-trafficking in your state. And so we want to say, here's one of the movies that your church, Crossroads Church, helped to facilitate its production, and here's Jane speaking for
4: herself. Human trafficking is something that we have never been without in the United States. We even fought a war. Everybody knows that. And there is an assumption that that indeed ended slavery. It did not
0: end slavery.
1: Now that's a movie you you can watch. It's called Break the Chain, and it's all about Michigan and the work to end human trafficking. And Crossroads, you were a part of it because of Jane White, because she has been a person who has led the way in Michigan. We love you, Jane. We love you, love you. She's in heaven looking down.
2: So, of course, if we're going to talk about moms that are heroes, we want to talk about our own
3: moms.
2: (laughs) And they're quite different. Uh, They're both already in heaven. But my mom grew up in deep poverty, suffered a lot of mistreatment and abuse. She would say to us in her later years that she loved, she grew up going to a Catholic school, and she said she loved going to school, because it was the only place in her life that she felt safe. We used to wonder why she hummed all the time, and we realized now it was just simply to regulate herself. And she now was we a do powerful, powerful it. person, but she so exemplified forgiveness. Ooh. Both of her parents were alcoholics, and no matter how mistreated my mom was, she always had room for forgiveness for the people that treated her probably the worst. Here's a clip of her talking about when she was born.
4: I was born on payday. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so was, was grandpa there with you while, while grandma was in labor? Was grandpa no, there? No, He went off to collect the welfare check and just
4: didn't return. He probably was at the bar. He returned, but not, not in time. <laughs> Oh, that was
1: funny. You can laugh and with her, because she had a sense of
4: humor. We were all born at
1: home. Wow. That was in the uh, late 30s
0: and early 40s.
1: Tough women back then, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, we have a full movie on Mom, too, where she talks about how long it took to give birth to Scott. Like, days. And so you kind of know, you get the idea why Scott's personality is so chill.
2: <laughs> the impartation of faith, forgiveness, and generosity, and most especially, Claire have, and I have talked about the impartation of love for Scripture, was given to us mainly, primarily, through my mom. Mm. It's true. Always had her Bible open. Always had her was Bible always open. Always doing devotionals and all kinds of stuff.
1: Mm, we love you, Mom. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Say thanks be to God for Pat. Yes. I was born up. <laughs> and then here's my mother. So they were quite different than each other, but both grew up in, in ways that pain happened. My mother was the daughter of a millionaire, but her parents, when they divorced, she was left in a... Um, in a boarding school for girls and did not have the nurture of, uh, of a family. And she was able to talk about later how painful it was for her uh, to not, when she was sick, you know, she had scarlet fever, she was ill for three weeks, and there was no real nurturer near her. Um, but the thing that we really love about my mom is that she was an only, and when she married my dad, And uh, they were Catholic, and so they had real rules around getting pregnant. And so my mother um, was very willing, and so they had eight children, six lived. But one thing that my mom said uh, is she didn't want her children to grow up alone, so she wanted to give them many siblings. And so I just want to thank God for my mother giving me siblings and many other great gifts. So you want to say thanks for Jill? Yes.
2: I love those earrings. (laughs) She was really the kind, she was such a kind person.
1: And non-judgmental.
2: Yeah, Yeah. definitely non-judgmental. And of course, Mother Teresa.
1: Yes, the mother, mother, mother Teresa.
2: Mother Teresa, a picture of sacrifice, endurance, and really probably showed most primarily the love for the least of these and how to do that. One of the beautiful stories that I read this week was about her uh, driving with an assistant uh, in London at one point, and she asked, they were driving down the street, and she asked if the car could be pulled over. She got out of the car and went over to a person that was living on the street, and she kneeled down, and she took him by the hand and started to talk with him, and the, the assistant was like back away, so didn't hear everything that she was saying, But by the time she got up, uh, she could hear this person thank Mother Teresa and say, thank you for touching my hand. Mm -hmm. I haven't had a human being touch my hand for years. She got back in the car and she told the assistant, we need to find a place for this person to go because he is very ill and he's not going to live much longer. They were able to take that person to a Salvation Army uh, church and center where he received ministry, and it's one of the reasons why we love the Salvation Army as well and what they do. But this is what she said one of her most prominent quotes out of the multitude of quotes is she said, Calcutta's are everywhere. Find your Calcutta. It could be our home, it should start in our home, it could be our neighborhood, certainly, can be our city, our community. But we all have Calcuttas. We need to find where those Calcuttas are and do what we're invited to do.
1: And that's what our friend Leslie King has done with her life. So while she she lived through very difficult abuse in her childhood, and then she was trafficked for 20 years of her life, when she came out of trafficking, she decided she was going to work for survivors. And so she has, you see her with the megaphone? She will be everywhere where a woman is imprisoned wrongfully because she was the victim of violence herself. And so she'll get out there. She'll not just write letters to judges. She's got a megaphone outside your courtroom. <laughs> at, not your courtroom, but, you know, outside. And, uh, and not only that, but, you know, Leslie was finally pardoned by our governor from the crimes that were said that she committed at the hands of another person. She wrote the book, When Angels Fight, and so she loves Jesus with all her heart. And this woman, I am telling you, you don't want to be on the wrong side of Leslie. And that means she's always on the right side of justice with survivors. And I just want she's a living saint, my friends. She wouldn't call herself that, but I am telling you she is. And our state is better because of Leslie's willingness to stand in the gap for people. So I want to give it up for this fabulous, phenomenal Leslie King.
2: So in Nehemiah, we've been in a study in Nehemiah, Nehemiah 3.12, as they're rebuilding the wall, the scripture says this.
1: Well, let's tell them the the preamble. So we had a little bit of, we had some really fun conversations because Scott, you know, Scott loves Nehemiah. And I'm always thinking, where are all the chicks in Nehemiah? Like, there's, you know, if
2: I said that, that'd be big <laughs> trouble up here right but now. Like, there's no but women named that, in the
1: book of Nehemiah. Do these people know, that? do they know, do they know, do they know? Well,
2: so you found the one neighbors. verse.
1: I
4: found the one you verse. You found, here it is. Are you ready? Here it
2: is. <laughs> Shalom, son of Heloahesh, ruler of a half district of Jerusalem, repaired the next session, section with the help of his daughters. Now something that's beautiful about this is the restoration of the wall as it's going on, the, the people are rebuilding the wall in front of where their space is, in other words, their home. And it's just beautiful that they're working together in the restoration of the wall.
1: Right. And the half district of Jerusalem. Now that's pretty cool. So I want you to think of all the things you've done to help in the world and just shout them out. Because when you think about it, don't think that they were just coming and bringing you a little tea at the wall. When we were building this church, what were we doing, Kathleen? Drywall. We did drywall. <laughs> Right? Church
2: mutters.
1: Church mutters. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, think about the things. This morning, Karen came up to the altar, and she just said, we don't have a candle. And she said, I, I'm going to get a candle because, you know, we'd love to have the light of Christ there. And she says, oh, and I have some candles that were made by refugees. I'll bring them next week. Right? At the wall, thinking about the refugees. This is what I want to say. What are you, what is your life like? right you we're not mother teresa we we are who we are what is it that you bring to the rebuilding of people's lives and communities what are the things that are yours to do in the world like oh my gosh you know i could be a grandma to the kids in the in the community i what is it that you, what are you called what are your sealed orders i was talking to one of our therapists today and and we were talking about how you know, she has a really soft heart and wants to weep when she's with clients. And, you know, she said, but I've learned to gather that up and, and you know, provide safe space for people. And then sometimes I cry and sometimes I don't. I want to say that's what the daughters are doing over there. What is it? Trish, this morning, you're running around lighting candles, Trish. Thank you so much. You're an acolyte. You brought the light into the room. And I want to say, what is ours to do everywhere we go? So.
2: Nehemiah goes on and says this a little later. He says, and then as I looked over the situation, I called together the leaders and the people and said to them, do not be afraid. Remember, the Lord is great and glorious. Fight for your friends, your families, and your homes. And on this Mother's Day, I think one of the things that all of us at times are wondering about in the chaos that goes on around the world mm-hmm. is how can I be pre- are, are our kids, the kids that will come after us, how's this all gonna look for them? Mm-hmm. And I think this is a word for all of us and this is certainly a word for the moms. Don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Remember, the Lord is great and glorious. Fight for your friends, fight for your families, and fight for your homes.
1: Let's say it together, everyone. Don't
4: Don't be be afraid. afraid. Remember
1: Remember the Lord Lord who is great and glorious. Fight fight for for your friends, friends, your families, and and your your homes. Let's stand together. We know that time would fail us if we named them all but we know that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses so I don't know, you might not want to, some of you never did the hokey pokey but just turn around and look at all the women in the room look at them, look at them, right? we are surrounded by a great cloud of phenomenal, fantastic, fabulous, phenom, fun Yes. any more (laughs) f-words? females right? Like what are the, they're, fa- they're faithful, right? Huh? Fearless. Fearless. What else? Come on. Huh? Fantastic. 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 Fabulous. Fabulous. Say it again. No bidding, Come on. Come
2: on. Ears. Woo! Yes. Woo!
1: Yeah, yeah. All you got to do is hang out with Jaquiel. He'll give you words. <laughs> Fierce and fearless. Fine. faith-filled Friend. Mm. So, friends, we just want to hold all of the fabulous females we know. Yes. Sir. And those who don't know that they're fabulous yet. Those who haven't realized how phenomenal they are, how how wonderfully you've made them and we bless our sisters our cousins, our aunts our neighbors our grandmas our best friend our friend we bless our mothers our mamas our amas those that have gone before us to pave the way for us to even hear the scripture and find others that belong to the faith in this modern day would you give each one of them today some way of seeing themselves in the mirror seeing the inner sanctuary of their soul as a holy place where you meet with them. Take a breath, everyone, and pray that prayer for everyone you know that needs to know just who they really are, made in God's own image. Thank you, Jesus. Wherever they are today, whether on the heights or in the depths, in the highlands or the valleys, meet them, we pray.